When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Sage Rosenfels continuing my coverage of the 2019 Indianapolis Combine, the NFL Combine in Minneapolis, I shall say. Indianapolis. Indianapolis. You know I, I'm with Tom <laughs> Pelissero. <laughs> Uh, who is a Minnesota native, Minnesota resident, Minnesota native? Correct. You Minnesota Both. native. Yeah, I was born in, born in Minnesota as well. Born in Minnesota, uh, went to high school at? Edina. Edina High School, the Hornets, That's, I believe, is that, that is correct? That is true. Uh, and, uh, and now you find yourself on NFL Network covering the NFL Combine, which there's really no real football here. So what are you covering this week? It's, a, it's one way to look at it. I mean, you would know, you know, once upon a time, you were going through a pre-draft process. It's, it's, uh, it's a unique thing here, and a lot of what we've been talking about the past couple of days on NFL Network is just the interview process, getting to know these guys. Medical is probably the number one thing the teams get here because they don't customarily, for all the work that area scouts do year-round on these guys, they have never gotten the medical on them. So people with injuries, even guys who have no injury history, you put them all through an MRI machine, you put them all through the x-rays, send guys over to the hospital, any past injuries that they might have you figure that stuff out and then the interviews are another core part of the process i mean nobody gets picked apart more than the the quarterbacks this group is no different and i wrote my annual story today of the questions for all those top quarterback prospects and when you've got a group like this with kyler murray from oklahoma dwayne haskins from ohio state uh, Daniel Jones from Duke and Drew Locke from Missouri. There are questions about all of them. There's not necessarily a clear front runner. All those guys over these next two months are going to have a ton of different opportunities uh, to make an impact on people. And of course, there's a bunch of other positions working out here too. Yeah. So obviously, you know, everyone loves talking about the quarterbacks. And the Vikings have a quarterback under contract for the next two years at $28 million. And Kirk Cousins. Do you think they'll take a prospect this year? Do you think they could take one higher because at some point that contract will run out? Do you see them going in a lower than the draft, which Rick Spielman has chosen to do really for the most part over the course of his career as being a GM? It's a good question. Um, and I'm trying to think off the top of my head when they've taken later round quarterbacks since Rick's been around. I mean, Joe Webb was really a receiver when they took him kind of down the line. They've, they've filled that backup quarterback spot with a lot of veterans through the years. Guys like Sean Hill, they made a trade last year for Trevor Simeon. You certainly could make the argument that you draft a quarterback at some point, but you know, I wouldn't when you're paying Kirk Cousins that money when you have um, a salary situation where you paid a lot of your young players and now you're pretty full up. I mean, there's a lot of fascinating moves the Vikings have to sort out here in terms of some of their veteran players, some of the guys who are making a lot of money. Are you talking releases? Are you talking pay cuts? Are you talking extensions that might lower the number and make it more palatable in the short term? They got a bunch of different stuff to figure out. And of course, we've 
gotten what five minutes into this and haven't mentioned the offensive line yet that's going to be a pretty big emphasis yeah. through any different avenue that they potentially can pursue it and the first couple of days your offensive line running backs but a position that we were discussing off air tight ends any thoughts on tight ends that you know in a, in a Gary Kubiak now you know Kevin Stefanski style offense that second tight end is important they love to run inside outside zone both left and right and be able to go away from the safety those types of things any thoughts on that t- that second tight end position some of that maybe can stretch the field vertically well we're Gonna, it's going to be interesting to see how some of these guys test and how they perform here. Of course, teams have all the game tape on them, but you know, in terms of some of that separation, there's a couple of tight ends which sounds like are going to go pretty high, and they both happen to have played at that other school in Iowa. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is a guy who, when you talk to scouts about him, he is not just this punishing blocker, but he can really move. He catches everything you throw at him. He's a complete Y type of a tight end, which would be similar to what Kyle Rudolph kind of became over the course of his career where they used him in line a lot, blocking a lot. But Hawkinson, I mean, we'll see how things go, but it sounds like there's a chance he could be long gone before the Vikings are even up. I mean, this is a guy you're talking about potentially being uh, one of the very few top ten type of tight ends in a draft that you don't have a lot of those frontline running backs, not the top five type of picks we've talked about the past few years with uh, Gurley and Zeke Elliott and Leonard Fournette. Really, the receiver position, too. You don't have a lot of those upper echelon guys we're talking about in the top ten. Could that mean that Hawkinson, especially if he tests out as well as people think he's going to, uh, make it up there? It's possible. And then his teammate, Noah Fant, who is kind of what you were talking about, that vertical stretch type of player, a, a true receiving threat, that would be one to watch. Now, again, we go back to the need to fill the offensive line. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the first round. They have seven rounds in this thing. At last check, you've got other avenues through free agency, through trades for everything else to fill it. But um, that would be an intriguing piece. There's no doubt about it, especially when you remember they got Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs on the field that are going to draw some extra attention. There's going to be opportunities for other people. Now, this draft is is heavier in some spots, as you're saying, and lighter in other spots. Where do you see this group of prospects coming in? Are they heavier offensive line, defensive line? You know, is the DB position, linebacker position? Where do you see this as a strong draft? What are you hearing on the street? It sounds like this is a pretty good draft for offensive linemen. Not necessarily those top 10 type of guys, but if you're talking about some of the volume. When I was down at the Senior Bowl, um, you know, and talking to some of the coaches there, they really said there's a bunch of guys here who can play which you don't always hear. A lot of times, you know, everybody talks about they don't even learn how to do anything at the college level. You, you know, everything's just quick passing game. You never even get into a pass set. We never see these guys develop the skills. Well, here you've got some good players, including a couple of those guys who uh, blocked for Kyler Murray uh, down at Oklahoma. I mean, there, there are some players at that position. The, the strength of this draft, though, there's no question, is defensive line. I mean, you're talking about half the first round could be between edge players and defensive linemen. There, there's that many guys who are really good. It starts up at the top with Nick Bosa, who probably right now, if it's not a quarterback who goes number one overall, Bosa it sounds like would be the favorite. Um, Josh Allen from Kentucky is more, it sounds like an off-the-ball type of player. People envision him being used kind of like how he was at Kentucky. Uh, Quinn and Williams from Alabama. There's multiple Clemson defensive linemen who are probably going to go in the first round. I mean, there's a whole bunch of those guys. Uh, and don't overlook that, you know, with the Vikings. Would it be, again, a surprise? I keep coming back to this. A surprise to see them go defensive line over offensive line? Well, last year they had two very good corners under contract, and they draft a corner in the first round. Because all the offensive linemen were gone. You can't just go, we're just going to take the next guy down. If he's lower on your board and you've got the corner higher, you know, some people mock the best player available thing. And to a degree, of course, need factors in. If you've got two guys who are on a similar plane, and I don't know if the Vikings have changed this, but I know that in past years they kind of stacked the board horizontally. 
Valley in terms of it wasn't simply you number them one through 200 and that you just go right down the list. No, you have a bunch of guys who these are all the guys that we grade with this color, with this number. Um, and if you've got several guys who are equal, what do we need? You go to the need. Yeah. Right. But if you're talking about a, a huge drop off for last year, you know, people can point to Will Hernandez went to the Giants. Well, Will Hernandez, for what the Vikings were trying to be offensively, didn't make a lot of sense. Um, so they go and they take Mike Hughes, who was maybe their best corner. He was playing good football. When he got hurt and should be ready coming off of the, the torn ACL for next year. Two final questions. One, what position do the Vikings draft in the first round? Just, uh, just this is. <laughs> you just want me to say something other no, than just, offensive no, line? No, just, just get some, the headline out of it. Well, if you, do you think they go offensive line? And number two is how many offensive linemen do you think they pick up in the draft? Not talking about free agency, but in the draft. How many they draft, and and, and what position do they draft in the first? Those round? Those things all could fit together though, too. For two months from draft day, there's trades that can happen before then. There is free agency. Um, so it, it's a tough question to answer until we see what happens. You know. We can talk in three weeks and kind of be able to have a better grasp on it. But certainly I would think that they would take multiple offensive linemen in this draft. It's a matter of when it makes sense to do that. Do you have a unique opportunity to acquire a player at a different position? And maybe by then they've done some other things to, you know, get things in order along the offensive line. I mean, I would say this. It would surprise me if the offensive line looked anything like what it did a year ago, whether that includes guys being gone, position changes. There's going to be a ton of movement on that offensive line. You got a new offensive coordinator in Kevin Stefanski. You do have Gary Kubiak there. They know what they want this thing to look like. Um, It is going to be, I think it's fair to call it an overall. A very different offense then in 2018. One last question. When you got off the plane here in Indianapolis, uh, did you think about tweeting out Great decision by Peyton Manning of choosing uh, Indianapolis because uh, the, you're taking your talents to Indianapolis because the weather is so good here, or did you the first no. The first day that I was on the fourth floor of the parking garage overlooking the stadium, and it was 15 degrees with 30-mile-an-hour winds, and I was standing out there doing TV hits for three hours, uh, I've had more pleasant experiences. I actually love coming to Indianapolis, though, because the Skyway system is really well-connected. You don't have to go... Uh, Go outside a lot. A man from Minnesota, Minnesota appreciates a good Skyway system. No, without question. Like you can, the only problem is they sometimes you need to come to Des Moines. They lock down. They lock down certain portions of it. So, but over time, you figure out. Okay, if I'm at this restaurant late at night, can I get back? How far can I make it? How wait? How there's a thing it? that happens after like eight o'clock here. At, I hear. At the combine. I, I heard. I've not experienced it myself. I hear that there can be a bit of a nightlife. Uh, is there a place night. other than St. Elmo's that people from Minnesota should know? Know about uh, if they ever know, come to Indianapolis. I don't know what's hopping outside of this one week. I only know where to go this week. Well, good restaurants. Weber Grills down there was there last night. Palomino. There's good spots. You got some spots. All right. Well, Tom Pelissero. Thank you for having. I'm for just coming impressed. On. You're such a professional. Thank you for coming on the Purple Podcast. It's the most professional uh, interview I've ever done. The interview process continues. The information is flowing in. We'll see who the draftings or the Vikings draft in the, uh, the the first round coming up, and we'll see how many offensive linemen they have. I Seven bet, rounds. Sages. I bet they Seven draft rounds. three offensive linemen. That's my over under. I bet they draft three offensive it's linemen. It's a bad over under. And you need hoping a half in there. And, uh, make two and a half the over under. I think they're going to go three personally. So I'm going to take the over. Over okay, on so that. you to go two and a half. You, I'm going to give you two. Yeah. I'm going to go three. We'll talk. Uh, what is it? Is it in May now? I think they keep pushing it back every year. So we'll talk then. But this has been Sage Rosenfels covering the NFL Combine in Indianapolis <laughs> for the Score North. 
This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 